0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast, episode number four. My name is Scott Ramage and I'm here with Josh Price, my co-host. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what not to do when you're expecting, the men's edition. Um, So this is going to be all about what not to do when you have your first child. Um, Thanks for joining us, Josh. How are you doing today, man?
1: Doing good, doing good. I'm excited to talk about this, um, this subject. I know we've both had a, a, a nice history of of doing, I guess, the wrong things or the uh, right. things um, at this time. So it'll be uh, exciting to, 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 well, it may be a little depressing <laughs> to get into this today.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I've noticed over years talking to men, a pattern that I actually fell into. And, and Josh, I think you might have a similar story. We'll get into that. But I, um, I've noticed that men seem to start businesses or big projects right when their wife is either pregnant, right after they have kids, or in that time. And and it's usually the first kid. And I've been, I've been kind of uh, talking to men probably for the last eight years. Like when they say, oh, I opened a business. Well, how how old were your kids? How many kids did you have? I've, that is a question that has been extremely common for me because I I noticed a pattern, and that pattern is is that a lot of men will change careers, add a side hustle, uh, do something big in their life, right when their wife is expecting, and I'm not exempt from that. Um, so, is that something that you've experienced, Josh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. I uh, uh, when I started my business, I had zero kids, and um, uh, it was not very long into it—maybe a couple of months—that my wife, I like, came home one day, and she was sitting on the couch and was like, "I'm pregnant," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, I was so excited, right? So you know, uh, grabbed her and held her close to me, and, and just so excited about it. Um, but you know, it was something that, that completely caught us off guard. You know, it was something that I was not prepared for. She was not prepared for, and um, you know, the, through it all, my my hope, you know, was to be a really good father, to have a really good business, um, and to to do just a really good job, you know, with my family. And the struggle that I quickly came into was that I I didn't know how to be. <laughs> a good father. I didn't know how to really run a business at this time. It was my first business. Um, and it, it really made me feel just inadequate in a lot of ways. Um, and I I think what I ended up doing was handling the situation completely wrong. And I can tell you the, the, there was one thing, there was one thing in particular that I did wrong. And it was my communication with my wife during that time. Oh, wow. Absolutely. It was the communication. I had it in my head, you know, that, that machismo or machoism or whatever of, I'm going to go out and I'm going to turn this business into something big and I'm going to take care of my family and I'm going to work 16 hours a day to do it. Right. Right but I never communicated that to my wife. So <laughs> of you can guess what happened, huge fights, all kinds of problems. Yeah.
0: So kind of going back to, okay, you found out your, your wife was pregnant. It was a bit of a surprise. You guys are super excited. How far into your business were you? I mean, you said new, but like, really, how how long have you been doing this? um, It's been a long time, but thinking back, I think we had
1: only been open a couple of months at that time. Oh, okay. Had you owned a business prior to that? Was that your first business? No, this was my first business. I had um, the opportunity to kind of uh, uh, coach. So, this was across the gym, just to make that clear and everything. But I had the opportunity to coach at another gym. And I had the opportunity to kind of GM at another gym. So I kind of knew how, um, uh, in GM, in a very loose uh, term, it was CrossFit Slayer in Iraq. So oh, wow. um, there was really probably more head coaching there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was between missions, between other things that we had going on, you know. So it was very informal compared to, you know, an actual job. oh, and, and so I can just get all my ego out and, and into the open. I also had a business degree that I had like just graduated with. So I knew everything. on Of course. Running. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything. So, uh-huh. so I was right. totally open to listening to people to tell me what to do. No, I'm not sure.
0: About yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think uh, probably everybody who's owned a business. Most people have been through that. I, you know, I certainly did. Um, so, so you're fresh into owning your own gym and building your clientele, your client base. Uh, you said you're working lots of hours. Um, when did you notice, or or what was the big aha moment that maybe things weren't, uh, perfect with the way you were handling it?
1: Um, Yeah. The moment I knew that I wasn't handling it perfectly was the moment I walked, I stepped through our door and my wife's bags were packed and she said, I'm leaving you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like it it blindsided me. I had no idea this was coming whatsoever. And you say, Oh, there has to be warning signs. I guess we fought, but I just thought, you know, we're, we're fine. I'm out here working hard. Uh, uh, you know, but at the same time, she's working really hard at her job, taking care of our kid, basically 24 seven. Um, and I just didn't think there was a problem. Like it just did not occur to me. Um, and then it was, and it was right in my face and it yeah. was her leaving me right then in that moment. And, um, I'd love to say that like I threw my arms around her and, you know, we kissed and made up, but instead I flew into a, temper and started yelling at her and didn't understand why she was leaving. And, um, she said it right in the middle of that argument, right in the middle of everything. She goes, I'm already doing everything without you. Why do I need you? Wow. And it was just a shot to the gut. Yeah. Absolute shot to the gut. And it was the first time I think I heard her. Mm -hmm. This entire experience.
0: It's really interesting i've told i've told this story in the past but when i had my bike shop uh, and our first child was born i basically opened it (laughs) right when my wife was pregnant so i i was stupid enough to know my wife was pregnant and start a business um but uh but i think I was so ingrained in providing for my family that I wasn't providing the emotional support for my wife through early pregnancy or through pregnancy, through uh, early childbearing all the way through, you know, um, two kids. And um, much like you, it was a moment that it was uh, clear to me. So what did you do? I mean, uh, you know. I, I went to the extreme of shutting down my, my, my business. Uh, what did you do? Um, so uh,
1: right around that time is when I actually started getting help. So I, uh, the first thing that I knew to do was like, hey, I need to um, uh, have more time with my wife, uh, try to be home and everything. So I um, actually hired uh, more coaches to get uh, more time off my back. Um, I want to say within a couple of months, I had also signed up for business mentorship, which Uh, um, is the, is the absolute uh, key here. So guys, if you're on this podcast and you're like, Oh my gosh, I want to start a business, but I'm worried about it because of my wife being pregnant or getting pregnant or, or, or any of the things that we're talking about, the way around it is to get someone who's already been through it so that they can guide you through it. They can guide you through all the steps. I mean, it was a massive, massive change. As soon as I hired a business mentor, like we started doing what they were telling me to do, um, getting systems in place, getting all of that in place. And it changed my business, you know, uh, overnight. Now with that, I'd love to say that like, I became the greatest husband and everything else, but uh, I I did not. I think I told it in my origin story a little bit. but I was still so focused there that like, yes, I had more time, but now I thought like, Oh, hanging out with, with the members, hanging out with the business and everything. Like that's the way to make this thing grow even more. So, uh, that's the other thing. Like when, when you find a solution to your problem, it will cr- create new problems. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. It's just more opportunities to grow. And then, you know, me and Scott were talking about it right before this uh, podcast. You just always find new mentors, always find the person who now has already solved that thing. And if you can really tamp down your ego, so maybe that was my biggest epiphany in all of this is like really tamp down your ego, really go after people uh, that have done this. I mean, it's the whole reason we
0: started this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. to say, hey, guys, you don't have to go through this. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, through the years, I have just found over and over again that it's not uncommon. And, and if I would have had somebody, I had amazing support, but I didn't have somebody who had gone through a similar situation. And now that I see it's very common, um. And on and, and another angle is, Josh, a lot of men don't talk about it or don't want to talk about it. They need yep. someone to kind of force the issue or they need a private way to engage and figure this out. And I think this is what the solution is, is us talking about it, doing what other men won't do. Yep. Uh, th- this is a common problem. Men... Uh, come into, I need to provide, maybe it's, I need to provide. So I need to work more. I need to make sure I'm ultra successful. And in the process, they don't listen to their wives. They don't, they don't, they, they lose the, the, the emotional provision that needs to happen at home and, um, and, and even time support for kids as going through the young ages and, and helping raise them with your wife who is, you know, dead tired, especially if she's working during the time. Uh, the other thing was, is uh, you don't know what you don't know. And the more we can get this message out to men is like, I, you know, I think they want to provide, but then I think some men get scared. Like, yeah. I don't know how to raise a kid. I'm going to do something. I think I know how to do. Right. 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 right? Yeah. So we're, we're problem solvers and we have an internal problem. I'm not set up. To, I'm not ready to be a dad. I, I don't know that we cognitively, think that in our head, but I think subconsciously, that is a, a conversation that probably passes through most men's heads as right. their first child is coming. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing to me that so many men have done this and people still don't talk about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. It goes back to uh, what I said was the the big thing it was communication. You yeah. Know, the big thing we were not communicating and then men aren't communicating with each other and they're not communicating with their wives and they're not communicating with, with anybody. And, mm-hmm. and, and, that is what we're trying to, to solve. We're trying to put it out there and say, guys, let's communicate, communicate with us. Let's, let's help you. Um, it, It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy.
0: it is. It is. And uh, I think uh, by removing you, you know the the close contacts in your life and be able to have this conversation with people maybe remote or in a social media area where those close friends of yours don't actually see it because we all have this a level of pride. We're trying to protect our our status or right. you know, yeah. the front. So uh, go back to, okay, um I need to be a better dad. You know, kind of pick up where you left off and in, in in your journey, if you will.
1: <laughs> so I think, you know, what I learned, you know, it's kind of what I've uh, been saying and everything. The transformation that took place was like, I need to talk. Like that is the transformation. The achievement is, yeah, I got some more time with my family and, and, and that was good. But like I said, it didn't ultimately solve it until I realized like I needed to talk to my wife more. I needed Mm -hmm. to, to understand um, and actually, I tell you one of the things that I came to understand—that like this was mind blowing to me—and me and Kelly use it even today—is we often realize that we're trying to solve the same problem from a different starting point. Yeah, yeah, from a different framework, and that's been huge for us because, like, if I'm buried in work, like she now knows, oh, he's trying to solve this problem for us. And then if if she's kind of uh, uh, you know getting at me to spend more time with family and everything she's trying to say this, the same thing. It's like, we're both trying to solve the, the, um, <laughs> uh, emotional connectedness, uh, or, or whatever. I'm trying to solve it with money and she's trying to solve it with time. And all we and all I need to do is listen to her and say, yeah, Oh, I, Oh babe, I got it. We're, we're trying to say all the same thing. So yeah. let's, let's come So it's incredible. Yeah.
0: That's such a cool point. You know, we have to develop, um, uh, what I would call perceptual intelligence Mm -hmm. where we are increasing our intelligence of, of seeing from the mind of someone else. And probably for men, women are the hardest for us to perceive what, what are they perceiving in this situation? Because I think almost always we are trying to solve the same problems, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, the big, the big aha moment for Kim and I, because I had a very similar situation where I, I shut down the business. I was still working, but it was education. You know, you have a lot of free time when you're an educator, you go to work seven to three, and then you got time and then there's breaks. So I had time and I was spending time with my family, but I still didn't know how to communicate. It it came right back to where you were. I have to learn how to do this thing. And I was very fortunate to have some people speak into my life and really hit me right there. It's like, hey, look, in order for you to serve your family, you need to get yourself fixed. You need to learn how to um, observe what's going on. Uh, Engage. Engagement was huge. Engage with with what's going on. It's not about how I'm going to fix something in the future. It's like bring focus in and laser focused on what's happening right in front of me. That was a big thing that I learned. So as soon as I thought, thought I fixed the problem, a huge problem emerged. I sucked at communication. I didn't know how to handle a kid. I didn't know how to work with my wife. I thought she was just kind of always pissed off at me. Like I was always doing something wrong where she was trying to fix the same problem. I was just from a totally different place. And our big one is very similar. Someone, we, we read a book that we learned, A very basic concept, and it's so basic, and I refer to it all the time. Is men really, on the most part, respond to uh, they? They strive for respect. It's it's a Mm reason like they want to be seen as a provider. They want to be seen as the the man that the the woman needs. Women have need to be loved, and and so when you kind of like put those big thoughts into little. things that you notice like little things you you start to see my my wife needs to be loved at this moment. What does that mean? I Mm. had to learn that that was kind of the turning point for us where we both kind of shifted our focus into, okay, this is how Scott needs to see this situation and where he's coming from. And this is how Kim is coming and where we can cross that in and learn to communicate. Um, that was huge for us that, that created a, a massive turn. So It sounds like it was very similar for you guys just learning that communication so where you at now i mean um yeah so now like like i said i think
1: the big transformation everything is much better communication i think i told the story the other day about you know uh my wife just asking for more time you know in the kitchen like okay you're doing a lot of things right now i just need more time there um you know we we didn't say if we were going to or not going to talk about this coronavirus COVID thing, but I think it's a perfect time now yeah, to yeah. get into the conversation because most people are at home with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, we've loved it. We've been at home together now for almost two weeks, um, and we're having a great time. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're communicating. We're getting outside together. Um, we're we're playing, watching TV, you know, together, like just, um, just having a a good time together because we have healed those connections and we've learned to communicate so much better that, um, uh, you know, I guess, you know, toot my own horn, like, like this has been fun. Yeah. It's been fun. My kids all day from school and everything. And we're just, we're having a blast. So, yeah,
0: Yeah, I think, um, there's several things I want to, I want to talk about because I I would love for men to fast forward through the the pain for us Mm -hmm. that we went through because Kim and I, when we have time together, we just absolutely enjoy it. I mean, we thoroughly enjoy it. Whether we're working on the same project, we're doing separate things, but a lot of times it's just, just being engrossed in spending time together. And then same with the kids. It's like, Bring it in. We're enjoying this time at home. It brings challenges. There's no question, um, especially with kids. I have teenagers, so they're you know the the, the boredom factor comes in. But um, I think a lot of men stay really busy doing things outside of the home because they don't know how to do stuff with their wife. You know, and and um, they got to learn that. So a question I have for you is if someone were to come to you and say, Hey, Josh, um, I'm going to start this. I want to start a business or mm-hmm. I want to change jobs, complete 180 or something like that. And you knew his wife was pregnant or they were trying or they just had a baby. Does that mean you t- should tell them to stop? What's your viewpoint of that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. A great way to kind of probably, you know, in this episode and everything, bringing it back to that. Yeah. Is. um, is I would tell them, like, the first thing you need to know or you need to do is hire a mentor. Like, I know it's going to be tough because you're trying to change all of this, but there's a lot of good mentoring organizations out there I can absolutely help you. You know, uh, if you're listening to this episode, contact Scott, contact myself. You know, we would get on a a phone call or email Mm -hmm. or whatever for sure. But the reality is you can do it. Yeah. You'll swallow your pride. You swallow your ego and listen to somebody else. that's going to be the way through uh, skipping a lot of the pain. Is there still going to be some things that come up? Absolutely. Like building a business is, is tough, um, but I think it's absolutely worth it. Same thing with changing a career field. Um, it, it's funny. We have a guy in my gym uh, who really likes to do that, likes to help people manage, change it in their career field. And he kind of will take you under his wing. Um, his name is Pete. And kind of talk you through, you know, how that's going to happen, and kind of mentor you through it because he's done it a few times in, in his life. So I think the big thing is it's not stop, don't do it. It's hey, find the right person to help you to to, to check your your blind spots, you know, to to check your your uh, doors and corners. Right when you're you know
0: when you're yeah clearing
1: the room <laughs> yeah, yeah so absolutely. Uh, that would be my advice.
0: Yeah, I think I, I have a very similar one is um, communicate, learn to communicate beforehand, let your wife know, this is something I want to do. And define boundaries. I think ment- getting a mentor is like, <laughs> like, first get get some buy in from your wife, like yeah. talk through that. But as soon as the decision is, yes, I'm going to do this, get that mentor. And build that in to your cost of starting your business. It's an absolute, even if you have to borrow it, I'm saying it's absolutely um, imperative because it'll save you years of work and it'll save you thousands of dollars. Even if you're spending thousands of dollars a month on a mentor, it will make the difference. The uh, the other thing is like set the boundaries very early on. I I actually would encourage men to do this. I, I think that building a business is, an epic way to to fulfill kind of an internal need that men have, an internal drive, and, or or changing a job. I think I think there's so much opportunity and change. I'm, I, I love change, but but I think the plan, the plan in the in the beginning has to be, hey, babe, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work my ass off to make this work. Yeah. But I'm also I'm also committing to you time and attention that is completely free of that and let's set up that now let's yeah. let's put a plan into place and i think that would have saved so much heartache i probably yeah. would still own a bike uh, probably a really successful bike shop maybe mm-hmm. not maybe i would have sold it instead of just shutting it down but you know uh, that would have saved the day it, it really would have um, yeah. would i change it now no i mean the i look in hindsight i would not change it i've learned so much through all of this and this is to this point where we get to to offer this is, is epic for me. It's, it's a pinnacle. So, um, so I would say the same thing, but have those conversations and, and plan ahead. So anything else you'd like to add before we close this out? Nope. I think that's a good spot. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining Josh and I, we love doing the brotherhood of fatherhood podcast and, uh, if you, uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, follow us, and tell your friends. That's the absolute best way you can support us is get more people listening to this. Share the word. Um, we, we would really appreciate it. Have a great day.